must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dan, and we're back again with Chapter 14, Cornelius Fudge. Talking some Chamber of Secrets here with Molly, who's back again. Hello everyone. So, hopefully you enjoyed our last episode, which was a blast to record. Yes, it was a wild ride. It was a wild one. It was a big one. Um, this one is a shorter chapter. It was less than 20 pages long, which is yeah. a little different. It's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. So there was still some really interesting things to happen in it, though. Obviously, they're working on the, the Mandrake, um, potion. They're, they're raising the Mandrakes, which we'll talk about in a second in much more detail. <laughs> um, but they're working on that to, uh, restore the people that have already been petrified. Uh, and again, whatever they do for Nearly Headless Nick. Uh, they discuss the new uh, classes that they can take going forward, uh, which is kind of interesting. We'll talk about that. Uh, but then we have a big Quidditch match for the House Cup is on the line. You got Gryffindor, you got Hufflepuff, because Hufflepuff's important. Yes. Team Hufflepuff. Woo-woo. But before they can even kick off the ground, something happens. And we learned that Penelope and Hermione have both been attacked by the monster from the chamber. And then uh, school essentially shuts down, uh, goes into like a lockdown mode. Yeah. And um, Harry and Ron decide that they have to talk to Hagrid. Uh, going back from that, <laughs> the, the cliffhanger that J.K. leaves in the last chapter of Hagrid opened the Chamber of the Secrets. Or, Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> the Chamber of the Secrets works, too. Um, <laughs> so many secrets. So many secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> what? Uh, and then we'll go on. Um, so they go out. They sneak out of the school. They go to visit Hagrid. And before they can really get into a discussion, there's another knock on Hagrid's door. And it's Dumbledore and Cornelius Fudge, our chapter title. Mm-hmm. And then that conversation takes place. So there's a lot going on here. Why don't we just kick it off with what Molly and I really want to talk about in this chapter? Mandrakes. Ooh, yeah. Um, they throw out some interesting information about mandrakes. Yeah. And we see them for the first time as, quote unquote, infants. Mm-hmm. And they're just being, like, pulled out of their pot for the first time and repotted or whatever. Uh, well, now... They're saying that Professor Sprout heard them or caught them throwing a loud and raucous party in one of the greenhouses. Right. How does that even happen? Does she leave, like, music and, like... Yeah, that's true. Does she leave, like, some music in there? Does she leave, like, strobe lights? (laughs) What happens? Like, just hoping they'd find it. (laughs) You know? Um, Maybe they have their own, like, mandrake music. A them just singing pitch squeaking <laughs> um it was interesting in the last chapter they mentioned like the ultimate result for these mandrakes is they're going to be and i quote 
chopped up and stewed. Yeah. And now they're throwing a loud and raucous party. Right. And, but they're not mature until they have moved into each other's pots. I know, right? right? That's suggestive as a heck for a Harry Potter. Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even know. Right. But <laughs> there's that. So, so again, I brought up on this podcast before. And Molly and I have had side tangent <laughs> conversations before about gnome re- representation and like the yeah. ministry and like intelligent life <clears throat> being treated as like objects, yeah, or like less than objects, even like I, I don't even know, just tools for right. a, a larger purpose for a wizard or witch's purpose, right. And, like, the idea that you're going to chop up and stew a thing that is literally living a life in the greenhouse. Right. Throwing a rock is party. They're going through mandrake puberty right now? Is that what's essentially going? Yeah. Um, I guess they also participated in the Lockhart Valentine's Day party, you know. Yeah. Musical Valentines got right. passed around, and now all of a sudden they're moving into each other's pots. It it just happens, I guess. I guess. That's life. They gotta make some mandrake babies. Do they also say, like, birds and the bees, since they're plants? Do they go, like, Ooh. through birds and the bees? Or right. do they, like, right. I don't know. Just different paths yeah. we can go right. down with the mandrakes, but... Do you think there was some walking home to their, their pots after this long, raucous... Party. The walk of shame. Yes. <laughs> the mandrake walk of shame. Sun's coming up. They need <laughs> they need some of the sunlight to get over their hangover. Right. Of whatever they're hungover on. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Yep. I think it happens. So if you're like, if they're having a loud and raucous party, like, I'm assuming their cries can still kill you, right? Yeah, I pro- you probably wouldn't want to go in Like, there. if you're walking by the greenhouse, you just die? Unless you have, like, Ooh. the earmuffs on? Or does that end after their infancy? I, I have no idea. But, like, these can actually seem to, like, move and have social cues and, like, interact with other things. Right? Again, it, I don't know. It just blows my mind, again, yeah. that we're just kind of, like... These seemingly intelligent beings are just, like... Well, maybe it's only when they, like, cry that they kill. Again, they're going through a moody teenage phase, right. so I'm sure that's, a like... a lot of crying. Maybe they're in a soundproof greenhouse. What's an emo mandrake like? Ooh. Do they listen to My Chemical Romance? Eyeliner, skinny pants, mm. the, whole, the whole works. Yeah. Does one of their leaves just slowly droop, and they have to, like, hair flick it, like, out of the right. This is super fascinating, though. The resemblance of mandrakes to the human form has influenced many cultures over the centuries. In reality, the mandrakes' root and leaves are poisonous and it can induce hallucinations. Hmm. Yeah. She's reading from um, the history, the A History of Magic. Yes. It's a, it's a Harry Potter uh, yes. a book with all kinds of information. If you follow us on Instagram, we'll we'll post a couple of pictures from the book. Mm-hmm. It's some really interesting stuff. Yeah, and their yeah. drawings of mandrakes are really interesting too. Yeah, like I guess there are adult versions of mandrakes. There are. 
But anyway, we digress on Mandrakes. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. One last thing about yeah, the Mandrakes. Um, the best, so they're extremely hazardous to, because they're poisonous and they're hallucinogenic. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to obtain the plant safely was to unearth its roots with an ivory stake attaching one end of a cord to the mandrake and the other to a dog. The dog could be encouraged to move forward by blowing a horn, dragging the mandrake with it. The sound of the horn would also serve to drown out the plant's terrible shriek. Wow. Oh. That's aggressive. Yeah. So... There, there you have it. And there's Molly with a history of magic. Yes. We should make that a segment. Like a regular <laughs> segment. A history of magic by Molly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think we've exhausted the mandrake topic. Yes. Uh, but speaking of magical creatures, uh, students were asked to pick third year classes, uh, which they will have from third year on, I believe. Yeah. Uh, or at least until their owl, owls are done and then they switch classes again, depending on what those owls are. But the classes that they're able to choose from, at least that were told to us here, was Caramagical Creatures, Arithmancy, Ancient Runes, Divination, and Muggle Studies. Yeah. Obviously, Molly and I would pick Muggle Studies because we would ace that. Heck yeah. For sure. Yeah. But what uh, what classes do you think you'd choose if it was you? Yeah. I know I, for so for real on this topic, I would totally pick care of magical creatures. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I, an easy first pick. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. And then, I don't know, I'm not really, like, too jazzed up about the rest of them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think not knowing, I would probably pick Divination. No, uh, yeah, no spoiler talk on any because we have seen bits and pieces of these classes because we've seen the the rest of the series. Knee-jerk reaction, not knowing, probably. Divination would be an interesting subject. We just posted a... a happy birthday post to the teacher of that subject on her yes. Instagram. And um, we said on that post, like, it, it would be a fascinating subject. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea of casting the future, like, forecasting the future and and things of that nature. Um, we can get into the specifics of divination either in the spoiler of this or uh, in a future podcast. But um, there's pros and cons to that class. For sure. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably... Hermione's right, because she talks about it as in, like, this kind of points the direction of where you're going to go in your career. Right. Like, I'm sure Bill, with what he's doing, Bill Weasley, with what he's doing, probably did Ancient Runes. Right. I'd imagine. Yeah. So... And, and Percy kind of talks about that. It's like, well, Charlie's more of an outdoorsy type, so he did care of magical creatures. Right. And it's like, where do you think you're going to like fit in the best? Right. Um, for us, I think it's definitely care of magical creatures, and then we'd be taking a run at it. I'd probably be between divination and ancient runes. Yeah. I'd probably be between one of those two. Yeah. 
as much as I'd love the easy A of Muggle studies, I, I think I would just be like, why am I doing this? Right. I'd want, I'd, I'd, I'd at least want to be challenged. Yeah. I know myself. Arithmancy, I don't know. I would take that too. There's value to it. Yeah. I'd be torn between divination and arithmancy, I think. Okay. I'd be between divination and nation ruins. So yeah. we're, we're splitting it. We're split. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so we have the big Quidditch match where the whole school goes, um, to watch this end of season match, or it seems like it's the end of the season because the house cup's on the line, right? Yeah. And, uh, with the whole school gone, um, Hermione, right before leaving, decides to double back to the library and Harry and Ron just go shoulder shrug because that's what Hermione does is randomly run off to the library. Right. So they're like, okay, well, whatever. Right. Weird, but it's also her. So that's right. fine. Right. Um, the unfortunate things happen. We see a softer side of McGonagall mm-hmm. who's more of a, a sympath- empathetic character and um, knows what A is coming for the school and coming for everybody, but what this will do to um, her friends mm-hmm. and the impact that that kind of has, um, which is a shocking, shocking thing. Mm-hmm. They also show that Hermione was carrying like a little hand mirror. Yeah. Um, which no one seems to know what the purpose of that was. Mm-hmm. We fast forward to Hagrid's hut. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door with a crossbow to the face (laughs) which is like (laughs) that's welcoming yeah that's a quite intimidating kind of uh circumstance um but even though this chapter is brief and even though this particular scene is shockingly brief it's really interesting i think in that uh you know they ask Hagrid what's going on and he's not even able to answer before the door gets knocked on again and Dumbledore comes in uh, with Cornelius Fudge who I just want to make note right now uh, the Cornelius Fudge description that they have of this man Uh, a very odd looking man rumpled gray hair and an anxious expression and was wearing a strange mixture of clothes a pinstriped suit I'm going to pause so you can really get this full image. Pinstripe suit, a scarlet tie, (laughs) a long black cloak, and pointed purple boots. And under his arm, he carried a lime green bowler, uh, which is like a rounded hat. I love it. I love it. Um, If it was just a pinstripe suit and a long black cloak, I think he was a mobster from the 20s. But then you get the, the, like, random... (laughs) Uh, the random other stuff, uh, the flashes of color. Yeah. Um, the very odd looking man is a fair description. Yeah. So uh, you have them come in and it's a very interesting dynamic between the two of them where Fudge is obviously under some political pressure to get to the bottom of what's happening in Hogwarts. Cause obviously kids have written home uh, about what's going on and mm-hmm. all of the things. So he's under some political pressure. So you understand where Fudge is coming from. Right. Uh, and then Hagrid, obviously, having been um, called out on this previously, having been expelled mm-hmm. in 
things relating to the chamber before. He's your scapegoat. He's your fall guy. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> Fudge. I, I love Fudge just kind of being like, well, if stuff's still happening, then you only <laughs> spend a couple of days in prison. It's fine. Like, no harm done. Right. That prison is not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> not a fun place to be. Uh, but I, I, Dumbledore is making a very... And, and this, I guess this is the first time that I really see Dumbledore being Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. In my In my view of stern mm-hmm. yet calm like he's getting his point across and you know it and he's it's a very pointed sharp thought that he's trying to get through to you yeah but he's saying it in a very measured calm way yeah that resonates more yeah you know what i mean yeah for like, sure it's that kind of gravity that he brings right that instills such confidence in him, which we've talked before about, or uh, that kind of legendary persona that he's got. Um, and Fudge is not exactly the persona of confidence or strength here, because he's kind of fumbling through his yeah. words. He kind of shudders under this mm-hmm. like stare that Dumbledore gives him yeah. as he's saying what he's saying. Which is only made worse by the entrance of <laughs> of one of the board of governors. Uh, yeah. I, again, I would love to know who the other eleven are. Uh, yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's Lucius. It's well, I think it is just him right. pulling all the strings anyway. Right. Uh, hey, we all know those school boards, and there's always that one parent right. or that one you know member yeah. that kind of dominates the rest. It's got to be like a team of like, uh, it's got to be Crab and Goyle's parents. Right. <laughs> I could definitely see that. It probably is, for all we know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he comes in and he says that the Board of Governors has unanimously mm-hmm. voted for Dumbledore's resignation, which seems awfully convenient. Uh, yet, also somewhat believable, because, I mean, for goodness sakes, there's been a lot of kids getting petrified, yeah. and they haven't seemed to be able to fix it. So, I mean, it's not a completely out-of-the-ballpark idea right. of, like, you're clearly not getting the job done, so... Right. Um, yeah, uh, but I also agree with Fudge, and, like, <laughs> if this guy can't do it, yes, who are you possibly going to get to do a better job? Right. Um, it's an interesting back and forth between the three of them. Um, and I, and again, Dumbledore just goes, if the board wishes it, it shall be done. Like, just a very, like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll deal with it. Um, it's a very interesting take for Dumbledore. Um, and then the other thing Dumbledore does is he glances over to the corner in which Harry and Ron are hiding. Yeah. Under the invisibility cloak Mm -hmm. and seemingly harry gets the feeling like he knows that they're there Mm -hmm. somehow yeah and dumbledore then says however said dumbledore speaking very slowly and clearly so that none of them could miss a word Mm -hmm. you will find that i only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me 
You'll also find that help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. I wonder where you've heard that before. I wonder. <laughs> who knows? I I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar at all. It's a mystery. No? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so a couple of bombshell <laughs> lines uh, from the man himself yep. uh, that seem to be pointed directly at Harry and Ron. Yes. Um, although... Could also be pointed at Lucius and Fudge. Yeah. It's it's a lovely, and this is Dumbledore because he's smart enough to make a line like that where it could be viewed a bunch of different ways, but also yes. in the same exact way. Yes. It's a really weird kind of circumstance. Yes. Whereas Hagrid's final lines, much less poetic, much less deep. If anyone wanted to find out some stuff, all they'd have to do is follow the spiders That'll lead him right. Yep. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, follow the spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's more of like, uh, I think Fudge reacts weirdly to it. He's like, what? 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 Um, he stared at him in amazement. Yeah, because it's... Dumbledore, again, could be taken in a bunch of different ways, all of them meaningful. Yes. Whereas Hager's final words are like, what, what nonsense are you rambling about? Right. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. To everybody there. Like, no right. one understands what he's talking <laughs> exactly. about in that moment. Yeah. Where everybody understood every word of what Dumbledore said. Right. It was just a very interesting contrast in final quotes. Yes. Yes. Um, it was a really interesting thing. And he's also worried about Fang. He said that somebody needed to feed him while he was away. I don't know about you, but, well, especially you, because you have uh, a dog at home. Yes. Uh, But I literally heard Fang, like, whimper as the door closed. Like, I felt that and I I heard it. Um, That partner, that duo is for real. Yeah. That's, uh, That's a partnership. Yeah. Side tangent. I'm mm. starting to learn that my dog Odin is probably more like Fang than he is Dobby. Um, You're still going to dress him up in a pillowcase. Oh, I am for sure. But he is like this 82 pound turkey. He's afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother was like, you should have named him Fang. <laughs> That's for your next dog. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You should just have Odin and Fang. Right. There you go. Oh, yes. Also, too, uh, the lockdown Mm. that they're having, I just thought of, like, could you imagine Snape trying to do Zoom classroom? (laughs) He'd be so annoyed so quickly. I know. Isn't there, like, a video of, like... Is there? There's, like, some video of them doing, like, online teaching. Okay. And I'll, it's a spoiler thing because yeah. there are spoilers to it. But yeah, there there's okay. a video that someone made of them doing online teaching and oh, Harry and Snape go back and forth. Amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'll show it to you after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. I would like to see like we see McGonagall talking to the Gryffindors. Yeah. And then struggling to get out of the portrait hole. Like yeah. I'm like why did you have to mention like her trying to like <laughs> get out of the portrait hole. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, it would be interesting to hear what the other heads of houses told their houses. Yeah. And if there were any differences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, 
I don't think we mentioned in the last chapter during um, during the Valentine's Day uh, extravaganza that Lockhart had, and he's just referencing different teachers and like Flitwick is particularly good at like enchantment charms or something yeah, like that. Yes. And they just, yes. <laughs> like, I imagine J.K. Rowling just in her mind cutting to Flitwick and his hands just, like, no. his head in his hands just going, like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. And Snape just being disgruntled and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd like to know they're different, like, I can imagine McGonagall, Sprout, and Flitwick would take generally the same tone. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Snape wouldn't take a concerned tone. But it wouldn't come off as warm, is I guess what I'm saying. I just feel like he'd walk in there and he'd be like, you're all fine. And then he'd leave. You're Slytherins. You're fine. Yeah. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) I use the password pure blood to get in here, so we're fine. We're fine. (laughs) We're all good. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We're good, bro. It's all good. We're good. (laughs) Snape would definitely use the word bro. On that note, uh, we'll take a pause. (laughs) And we're going to get into some spoilers. Um, Yeah, we'll probably talk some divination. We'll probably talk some more Cornelius Fudge. All right, we'll be right back. Amazing! This is just like magic! All right, so we are back with the spoiler section. And um, in between sections, it was occurring to me, like, uh, in Goblet of Fire... There's a moment with Dumbledore that have spawned like so much animosity towards the movies mm-hmm. where, you know, um, Harry, have you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? That kind of thing. Uh, and Did you put your name in the Goblet <laughs> of Fire? Right. <laughs> and in the book, it's it specifically says Dumbledore said that calmly. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it was very much not calm. <laughs> it was uh, him literally shoving him into a shelf or something like that. Yeah. And with what I was saying with Dumbledore in that last scene of him calmly speaking, but clearly there's uh, an intended force behind what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I was just thinking like, yes, he probably said that calmly in the book because that's what it says, calmly. But I think he was, I mean, to say he wasn't upset at that moment, I think is not true either. I think he was upset. So his... He was calm, yes. Did he want to find out what the heck happened? Oh, yeah, he did. (laughs) He wasn't pleased at that moment either. So I think it was probably like a combination of the two. Definitely. Like you read calmly, and I think he said it calmly, but he was also like, you know, what the heck did you do? Yes. But anyway, that's just a random in-between thought that I just had. Yeah, good stuff. So divination has been brought up. Mm-hmm. And um, as you put it, knowing what you know now, yeah, you wouldn't have chosen divination, or oh, would you no. have? No? I wouldn't have. No, Trelawney no. would have drove me nuts. So it's it's an interesting thing because, uh, and I've had this debate with other Harry Potter fans before, and it's like, is Trelawney a bad divination teacher? because it's like so we see a couple of we see two right we see Trelawney and we see friends right who have two different styles of doing divination very different one is more like the textbook 
fortune teller type way of doing it. Right. And then the other one is more astronomy based, like uh, celestial yeah. reading the signs kind of divination. Two very different forms. Very different. But like, I think Trelawney, it, it's weird because it comes off as she doesn't know what she's doing because she quote unquote can't make predictions. Right. But I think she knows the techniques Mm-hmm. And she knows the, the symbolism behind everything. I think she knows the subject. Oh, absolutely. So to say that she's a bad, like Lockhart, yeah, or Umbra, like she's a teacher that knows her subject. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say like she's a bad teacher per se. I just she's eccentric. It, it, yeah, I think it would be a personality issue for me, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting. Yeah. I, I just get the feeling like most people take her as unqualified or uh, not a great source of information because she's eccentric. Yeah. And because she can't seem to make a prediction that counts. Yeah. But the problem with that is, is she's actually a legitimate seer. Right. <laughs> like, right. she has made prophecies she has. that have come true. Yeah. And people have witnessed these. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of a big deal. <laughs> so yeah. she's legit. And I feel like she's legit in two ways. She's just weird. Yeah. And I think people just judge her based on the weirdness of it. Also, too, though, I mean, I, of course, anyone would get desperate with, like, Umbridge judging them. But, like... I think it's also, maybe what drives me nuts about her is somewhat the same thing that drives me a little bit crazy about Lockhart. Not the fact that, like, Lockhart, it's like the the idea that, not that she's like Lockhart in terms of, it's the fakeness of it to a certain degree. When they do introduce Trelawney and she's like, oh, Harry, you're gonna die on the first day. And it's like, bum, bum, bum. And then they go to... She wasn't wrong then. No, she wasn't. (laughs) She wasn't. She wasn't making a true prediction, but she wasn't wrong either. Right, but like, then they go to, you know, Transfiguration with McGonagall, and she's like, oh, okay, you guys had Trelawney, who's dying now. Right. That's my issue. And... And some people maybe, and I've been accused of being such a Ravenclaw on this podcast <laughs> by you and by <laughs> others, which is fine. Yeah. And I will accept that and be proud of it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Ravenclaws specifically have a problem with it because it's not a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. You can't truly, really learn it. Like yeah. you can, but you also can't. Right. And I think that's why many of the Ravenclaws liked friends better because... They see stars. They get those signs. Those are a little bit more scientifically based. Right. Um, Whereas her style is more mystically based. Um, So they can't hold on to it. They can't grasp that fact. Right. So they automatically trash it as like, it's not worth my time. Mm -hmm. Hermione, not worth my time. This is ridiculous. Right. Do we ever actually see Hermione come around on the fact that Trelawney has main predictions that have come think, true? No, I don't think so. I don't think we ever see her like come to that realization of like, okay, Trelawney is maybe an actual seer. Right. 
And that's why Dumbledore holds on to her for this entire time is because he knows she's legit. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. She might she might not be able to do it on command, but she is legit. She's legit. Yeah. I think if I could take like a weekend course in divination, I would like a weekend seminar. Because <laughs> I find it fascinating. She would be the type of person that would do that type of seminar. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like I find it fascinating, but I don't know if I would want to spend like a whole year, a whole three, four, four years. years on it. Yeah. I I get that. Yeah. It's weird, though. Like, how do you ever really truly find out that you are one for real? If you, like, go into this trance when you do, and you yeah. don't necessarily remember it. It's right. like a fog. Right. Someone has to witness it and be like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like. Well, it's almost like the opposite of, like, somebody hypnotizing you. Like, you've hypnotized yourself almost to a certain degree. Like, does she even fully? Like, I know sh- her relative was a renowned seer yeah who was famous for it right and but it seems like she's basing everything that she is off of a reputation not actual proven Mm -hmm. instances in her own career yeah but obviously dumbledore is like uh witnessed something specifically and he's like i can't let this person go well do you think though it's awesome he's not a big believer in it either right well, then that comes down to you, like, do you think that he's keeping her because of the prophecy and he doesn't want to let her go into the world because he's worried about her safety? Oh, 100%. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So. It, it's it's definitely that. Um, a hundred, yeah. It's definitely that. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, he keeps the subject around and he keeps her around just. Right. Because of that, because right. again, like I said, more the academic types like McGonagall and like Snape probably and like right. Dumbledore just don't really believe in the subject. Ooh, what if like, oh, full circling to like memory charm stuff. Mm. What if some of it is like, a, like, what if you're really good with memory charms or. In As in like of, manipulating someone's memory to, yeah. to make a prophecy come true in some way. Yeah. Or alter them so that. You can say a prophecy came true. Yeah. Or if you're like a legilimens or... Oh, yeah. That could be a way of skirting of... it. Like cheating it. Like a Houdini kind of yeah. trick of like knowing the trick in the room to... Right. Could be. Yeah. It's an interesting way to think about it. Right. So then, do you say that seers, as thought of in the Harry Potter universe don't exist at all and they're just good at other tricks maybe i mean i think that there are some probably because how does that magic work like a prophecy is made and then it just magically like pops up in the department of mysteries right yeah (laughs) like right so it's regulated somehow right it has to be well i think too like which also begs the question like if you're in the department of mysteries if you're or mysteries if you're working there and you're in the prophecy room. Yeah. And you see a prophecy being made. I get you can't pick it up or right. hear it if it's not about right. you. Right. But you know seers are out there then. Right. Quite a few of them, apparently. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to, like, know who they are so you can, like, track them? 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. You know that? Okay, side tangent. Mm. Um, the movie with uh, Tom Cruise, where they have, like, the commit the murder thing, and, like, they have the three twins. Okay. And that, like, do you know what movie I'm talking about? Minority Report is the movie that you're thinking of. Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, making predictions, and it's an interesting, interesting topic. It is. And like we said, I think divination can be an interesting class. I think there are some benefits to it, although I, I agree with you, four years might be a bit. Yeah. Might be a bit much. Yeah. A year of it. Like, what we were talking about on one of the last episodes, Elizabeth brought up the idea of, like, why is Care of Magical Creature, you feel like that should be a thing earlier on. At least a basic level of it. Right. Of, like, just recognizing, like, what that might be. Right. Um, And maybe they're counting on magical students to know that from just being around a house or the magical world. Anyway. Um... Shouldn't you kind of be required to take at least one of each? And then, like, after Owls, specialize if you wanted to? Yeah. And dive into it? Yeah. It's pretty early on to, like, decide your fate. 13? Yeah. Hey, decide your uh, major as a freshman in high school, your college major as a freshman. And then you can't change. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I changed my major, like, three times. (laughs) That'd be horrifying. It would be. And I would be, I would be Ron in this one where it's like, I can't think of that. Like, right. it's beyond me. Like, right. I can't, at, or I'd be Hermione of completely overwhelmed by that. It's like, yes. I can't do this, but uh, it'd be yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. But I don't know. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think care magical creatures should be like a year one thing. And For then I sure. think you should have at least a little bit of the others before you really like make a call on it. Right. Like, Agreed. maybe year three is that you have a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then you make a call by year four, what you liked, mm-hmm. so you could still take an owl on it. Right. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. Let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what classes you would take. Maybe that's a poll we could put up on Twitter. Ooh, I like that. Of what classes um, you guys would take. Yeah. Um, I'm taking off Care of Magical Creatures because I feel like everybody would want to choose that one. Oh, for sure. So yeah. I, I think I'll make the uh, Arithmancy, Ancient Runes, Divination, Muggle Studies mm-hmm. the, the poll on Twitter. Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah. I don't know, though, if I'd want to take it with the um, blasted ended. The blast ended scroots? Yeah. I always envision them as like a cockroach, but also a lightning bug. Yeah. Like you combine the two of those things. Yeah. And then that's a blast ended screw. Whenever I think of them, though, I just think of them walking, like with a leash. <laughs> they're, they're blasted ended screws. I love the um, blast ended screws. I don't know. I love the creatures that were in the maze in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, they didn't even touch on that in the movies. I know. I was disappointed. That Probably because it's just like money at that point. Because oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's like to like the Sphinx. That'd been awesome. I know. I would yeah. love to see it. And we haven't even seen um, one in Fantastic Beasts. And it's Fantastic Beasts is the I name know. of the movie. Yeah. Before I get into that rant, we should probably end it. Yes. <laughs> we could keep going. Because that's a rant that could go on for like another <laughs> ten minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. 
as we're approaching another Fantastic Beast movie coming out soon. Yeah. So I'm sure uh, be on the lookout for Molly and I to have very strong opinions of that one. I'm sure we'll both go see it when it comes out. Oh, totally, because I love me some Dumbledore. Oh, you'll get a bunch of secrets about Dumbledore. I cannot wait. I have so many questions. It'll be good. All right. So with that, uh, we'll end it here. Uh, Be on the lookout uh, for many polls coming through our Twitter. We're having a character kind of um, bracket style setup. So be on the lookout for those. Follow us at Hogwarts Pod. And for Dan and Molly, thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts Pod.